Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, gather us in as we wait. Give us strength and courage to wait in holiness for you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. How was your Thanksgiving? Good? Yeah, ours was too. Uh, as we do most years, we went to North Carolina. We traveled there on Wednesday. Apparently a lot of people traveled on Wednesday because it took us about an hour, hour and a half longer to get there. Um, that was fun. At one point, Siri decided that we needed to get off of I-77 and onto 485. Um, but one way goes to Greensboro and the other way goes to Hickory. And we were going to Greensboro, but it took us to Hickory. And we went down to Tyvola Road and then went down Tyvola Road. And then it told us to do a U-turn and brought us back up Tyvola Road and got us back on 485 going towards Greensboro and then off of, off of 485 onto 77 exactly where we had gotten off before. Thanks, Siri. But that was the only really downside of Thanksgiving. It was, it was nice being with, with everyone again. My brother came by Thursday evening to my parents' house to, to visit with us for a little while. And then we all went to... Um, to my mother, sister, Aunt Lisa on, on uh, Thursday for Thanksgiving lunch, and it was absolutely wonderful. We got to see everybody again, and, and that was nice. And then that evening, we went to my dad's sister, Aunt Connie, to, to do the whole thing all over again. And it was wonderful because I realized how much I had missed these people. You see, the, the year before, like my family, like so many others, Thanksgiving looked very different. Uh, because while we still went to Aunt Lisa's house, we ate outside, which we did again because it turns out it's kind of nice eating outside, but we had masks on. Anytime we weren't eating or drinking, there were no hugs or anything like that. We socially distanced ourselves. And then the part in the evening at Aunt Connie's house, it didn't happen at all because that's in a relatively small house and not the whole family wouldn't fit in there and, and stay safe. And so I realized over the week that I had not seen these people in two years because we really only see them at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, well, last year, since my family had COVID, we decided it was not a good idea to go and see and spread it to all of them. So we hadn't seen them in two years. Two years. And I know I'm not the only one who missed out on seeing family during that time. I know for the, for it was about six to eight months when the whole thing started before I even saw my parents. And some people still haven't seen their loved ones since all of this has started. I mean, I, I'm sure that you either know people or you yourself have, have been sort of spread away from folks that you used to see on a fairly regular basis. And now, now we don't get to see them very often. And we realize how much their presence meant to us in our lives, right? I mean, COVID had a lot of negative stuff that went along with it, still does. But one of the things that it did allow us to do is to sort of shine a light on the things that we've taken for granted. Who knew we took toilet paper for granted when it all started, right? I mean, you know, going to the store and seeing paper products on the shelves, that was just commonplace, but then they weren't there. Going to stores and restaurants and having other people around, just something we did until we couldn't do it anymore. Walking down the hall to annoy your co-workers when you were at the job. You couldn't do that anymore because everybody was working from home. And then these people that are your extended family 
that you just didn't get to see. I mean, thank God for telephones and FaceTime, right? But you realize how thankful you are for these people. That's what we sort of pick up on in today's second reading. This is Paul's first letter to the church at Thessalonica. And this was the first letter in the Bible that Paul had written. And so what we have here, Paul had been to Philippi. And things didn't exactly go swimmingly there, okay? He was teaching and preaching like he usually did. But the folks there, they weren't so happy about what he was saying. And so he was actually beaten in the middle of town and then thrown in prison. But there was a problem with that. You see, you weren't allowed to beat and imprison Roman citizens, which he was. And so as soon as they found that out, they released him. But needless to say, he got the heck out of Dodge. And he went from there to, to Thessalonica. And while he was there, these people brought him in and treated him warmly. Now, not everybody received the message, but many people did. Many of these, these Greeks, and they believed in Jesus, and they heard the good news, and they were excited about it. But then, as typically happened, there was, was a group of, of folks in that community that weren't real big fans of what he was saying. And things started to get violent, and so he had to get the heck out of Dodge again. He left without being able to say goodbye to these people. And so he was worried about it. And so he was so worried, in fact, that he sent his friend and, and traveling mate, Timothy, back to check in on him. And what we have in the letter of, of Thessalonians is Paul's response after Timothy comes back and tells him what all's going on. And he is so excited. And he just sort of gushes on and on about how thankful he is for these people. These people that receive him, these people that treat him well, and these people that heard the message of Jesus Christ and got excited about it. And so what we have here in the, in the middle of, of 1 Thessalonians is his message about being thankful for them. And then we hear his prayer for them. And there's three petitions that he prayed. He said, and it starts in verse 11. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So the first thing he prays for is that God would direct his ways to get back to them. He wants to go back and see him again. You know, he misses them. And he hasn't been able to be with them in a long time. Now, the next thing he says is that God will increase their love. For each other and for everyone. And then he goes on to say, and that they would be strengthened in all holiness so that they can be blameless when the day of the Lord, when, when Jesus Christ comes. And I think those last two are intimately connected. <clears throat> As you see, what he's praying for, they expected Jesus to come back anytime. And this is something that they needed to be ready for at all times. Just like you and I need to be ready for this. At all times. So that they could be holy and blameless. And so what does he precede that by saying? How do, they, how do they do this? By increasing their love for one another and for all. I think that's important for us as well. This is a season of Advent. This is a season in which we in the church talk about Jesus Christ 
not just him coming to the, to the manger in Bethlehem, but to him coming to the world again. We talk about waiting for this. And, we have, and, and so as we do that, we have to begin this journey by asking ourselves, how well are we waiting? And what does it mean to wait well? Well, the way that we wait well, according to Paul here, is that we increase in love for one another and for all. It begins with love. So how do we wait? Well, we linger with love. That's how we wait well. And this is something that we in this world need to hear very specifically today, right? Because we've been putting up with this COVID mess for far too long. And, and it's kind of had an impact on the way, I don't know about you, but it's kind of had an impact on the way that I, I see Advent. I mean, first of all, usually when we talk about Advent, we talk about, you know, well, Christ coming again, the end of the world. And in, in so doing, the whole world gets turned upside down and, you know, things that we, we had come to trust and, and rely on, well, they kind of go away. Sound familiar? And the second thing that it does is it makes us appreciate and maybe even want this end to come. Because before it was like, oh my gosh, so this is the end of the world. Let, let's keep that at bay as long as we can. But I don't know about you, but I am tired of this. I'm tired of hearing about vaccines. I'm tired of wearing masks. I'm tired of all these new variants that pop up. Apparently there's another variant that's out now that we got to be all worried about. I'm just tired of it. And so I'm saying, you know, instead of COVID, how about come Lord Jesus? You know, let's get rid of all this stuff, move on into to paradise. Wouldn't that be wonderful? So I'm beginning to understand Advent, and it becomes a little more personal for us now. And so maybe we ought to pay a little better attention to how we're waiting. And i got to tell you, as I look around this world, it ain't good. Especially if waiting well means lingering in love. Because that's not something that we're doing all that great, is it? I mean, I'm not saying that the world is about to end. But let's just say if it was. And Jesus showed up at your house today and said, how well are you waiting? What's your response going to be? Are you going to feel good about the way you've been waiting? Have you been waiting in love? Have you been lingering in love or have you been hanging out in hate? Because so much of the time right now, people are just hanging out in hate. They're just arguing about everything and, and, and mistrusting everything. And they're putting their faith in Facebook rather than in the good book. They're watching the news instead of trusting the good news. And that's a problem, folks, because we're so divided and we're so mistrustful and, and we just, we would rather argue about being right than work together to be faithful. We are called to linger in love, not hang out in hate. That's what it means to wait well. And so as we go through Advent, we need to continually ask ourselves, how well are you waiting? Are you increasing in love for one another and for all? Are you sharing your gifts to show God's love? So maybe this Advent, as we decorate the world with lights and, and 
ornaments and trees. Maybe we should also work on filling the world with love. Because I think that's what we need most right now. 